Welcome to our podcast series in which we're celebrating women in green. My name is Mike Jiggins, editor of Turf and Rec magazine. The professional turf grass industry is still very much male-dominated, but in recent years more and more women are finding this is the field for them. A number of women have climbed the ladder all the way to the top, becoming owners of their own lawn care or landscaping business, golf superintendents, or sports turf managers. In this episode, we'll hear from Ellie Kopp, founder of Dirty Girls Lawn Care of London, Ontario, and Teresa Patterson, who has been with the company the past 17 of its 20-year history. Dirty Girls Lawn Care began with humble beginnings, competing against well-established businesses that were operated by men. What makes Dirty Girls so unique in the industry is the fact that all of its employees are women. This business made a name for itself early and has grown exponentially over the past 20 years. Let's listen to what Ellie and Teresa have to say. Ellie, what inspired you to get into this industry? Well, now I've got about 20 years. <laughs> it seemed like a great idea at the time. Um, and just being outside, fresh air... Just a job that you can be proud of when you're done. And then I was bartending at the same time and thought, oh, this is a really good idea. Well, that's 20 years ago. <laughs> Actually, Ellie bartended with a friend of mine, and she said she had a friend looking for some gardeners, and I love gardening. What kind of homework did you do before deciding on entering into the landscaping business? There was zero research and development. It was a beautiful, sunny day, and I thought, wow, this would be awesome. Imagine being able to be out. It was mostly the whole outside, and it started out very, very small. We had five lawns and two plazas. That was it. We, it was tiny. It was a sort of a Thursday afternoon, Friday, very part-time job. And it supplemented what I was doing. And then John, he has a tree service business, and I would help him just cut trees and haul brush and just that being outside and the physical aspect of it. So with regards to a business plan, it, there was no real plan initially. It was uh, one small pushmo, a borrowed trailer, and a borrowed truck. So right now, is your customer base uh, mainly in the London area, or how far beyond London do you go as well? Uh, well, the majority of our regular maintenance is London, but we are in Ilderton, we're in Thamesford, and we've recently kind of worked with a landscape architect, and he was referring us to big install jobs in, as far as Sarnia and Lampton College was a referral, sort of gave us a landscape plan to look at. So we go, we've been done a landscape install in Toronto. So yeah, we get around. We don't do the design work uh, so much. We do small stuff, but we, yeah, we do installs. We just finished uh, Wendy's Qdoba Rexall Plaza, the Farm Boy at Beaverbrook and Wonderland, Sod. Coordinate irrigation. From nothing to the yep. whole thing. Regrading everything. <laughs> but it all began with strictly maintenance, though, is that correct? It all began with a push mow and a weed knife. Yes. <laughs> so 20 years later, uh, obviously the, the business has increased considerably. I know you you offer snow removal services now. Yes. Um, and you, you mentioned about the install jobs. Yep. Could you just maybe take me down the road as to how the, that growth came about um, over the years? Hmm. Bit of a whirlwind. I would say, again, it was just getting a few key people that did a good job. People see us do the work, and it just expands from where we are. So we're physically working in one place. And 
all the time. Across we'll be, the street comes over. <laughs> yeah, people, Teresa will be working. It's like, oh, I need to get some more business cards. The guy over here wanted to talk to you. Oh, can you do this? And can you do this? And then you kind of say, you don't want to ever say, oh, I don't do that. So I just bought a little more equipment. I'm like, oh, I have a land leveler. I have a skid steer. I have two payloaders. I have big tractors. We have multiple dump trucks. So it just snowballed. <laughs> And has the um, the company philosophy been the same from the beginning in terms of nothing but women employees working for you? Um, I would say that was right up until a couple of years ago, and we have a we've had people that are going to start their own business, and guys come out and they start doing some snow shoveling. The winter's hard for women, especially because they have children, and you can't leave in the middle of the night, and it. I would say this, yeah, and the snow is is still mostly men, and even now I've had a couple girls do some snow, but and I do it obviously, but um, it's not conducive to raising a family and being present in your home life, which is supposed it's the most important thing when you have kids. Is the uh, the maintenance end of the business though the the in season work that you do is it all? It's mostly women. Yeah, I have. We've got some contract work. I joke. We've got some cemeteries we cut, and they don't know if it's a guy or a girl cutting the grass. <laughs> <laughs> so we do. We, I do have one guy. That's all. He rides the the his John Deere zero turn, and he worked. It was a job we picked up, and a, a gentleman was sick, and he saw us working, and he asked us to take care of his business while he was sadly dying. So we took on his business. So we got a couple guys from that. So, and Randall, who works for this. Kept them working. Yeah. He's in an unmarked vehicle. He just keeps working. <laughs> what uh, special qualities would you say that a, a woman can bring to the table that perhaps a man can't in this industry? Well, I would say that I've had a number of female customers say they feel safer having an all-girl landscape crew and not having men know that they live on their own. So there's that element, right? Older ladies that don't want people knowing they're all by themselves. We get ducks carved for us by 96-year-old clients. We get Christmas gifts. We have little ladies that are blind. Our, Our clientele are very diverse, but I would say like the ones they're comfortable with a bunch of women and the girls that work for us are not rough around the edges like we insist that there's no swearing on site they're dressed very professionally there's no smoking if you're in uniform you're away i don't want we don't ever we just try and encourage not not that we're pure or anything but i just we just want to set a good example for women and i think a lot of customers mentioned that when they've had um, other landscape crews before us that we pay better attention to the detail of their gardening. Whereas, and I'm not saying that that's a true statement, but that male crews they've had in the past are more in and out, gone. The garden doesn't get the attention that it should. It's more grass and curb than than the actual garden bed. So, And that's some, we had a client write a whole big, a beautiful, nice little thing about us, Mr. Postens. He, yeah. He was just like, I, we've had different companies come in here and he had admittedly has OCD and he said, I looked for a mistake or something that you did and 
without a word of lie, you got the job done. You, you guys never stopped moving. And I did not have to correct one thing. That was quite a nice compliment, yeah. actually. And yeah. he's still a client of ours. Yeah. He, they've moved three times and we've we got their houses do. ready for sale. And we're still, he, he gets a new puppy. He sends us pictures of the puppy and says, come take a look at the gardens. <laughs> what uh, challenges would you say you've had to overcome since starting your business? Well, initially, it was like, no way, that's not for real, that's not going to fly. Are you going to wear a bikini? Yeah, we've had people call from hotels. <laughs> You're going to wear a bikini? Yeah. yeah. Well, sure. we weed whack the lawn. <laughs> yeah. Th- that was initially, but now... That Nobody asked that. No, so they don't want to see it. <laughs> Cover that old lady. <laughs> These other uh, added value <laughs> services that you've incorporated over the years, um, were you finding that there was a demand from your existing customers for this? Or was that something that you thought that uh, just might be the natural way to go to help your company? I would say a lot of it was just a natural progression. They'd be like, hey, do you guys do this? I've got lots of my residential customers are like, oh, I didn't even think you guys did snow. And to be totally honest with you, we don't do a lot of residential snow. We kind of sub a lot of that out. We do a lot of the bigger commercial stuff. So why, for example, one of our clients, one of our longest standing clients is a, a CAS. We've had them for 18 years. And it was originally just cut the grass and, oh, do you guys plow snow? And it was uh, maybe... And then there goes plow number one, and there goes six pickup trucks of plows, which we got rid of now, and we're running bigger equipment now, payloaders. So just sort of, and then without fail, we would be doing a property, it looked good. The director would call and say, hey, these people said our property looks really good, they want to know who provides a service. And next thing you know, we're doing apartment buildings downtown. So yeah, it just, like we were doing stuff and like, oh, do you guys plant trees? Of course we do. So originally buy a couple trees and then, oh my gosh, then it was, do you plant trees? Yes, we plant trees. Can you plant 500 500? trees? (laughs) Yes, that was a big job. That was a big job. But you did it. We did. did. If you go through the hotel subdivision. Now we drive through and go, these are our trees. We planted. planted Yeah. Like we did four different subdivisions for a developer who is also one of our big clients. And he gets himself into messes. The other thing that happens is we have a couple of clients that get themselves into trouble. And when I say they get themselves into trouble, they will clear cut or do something they're not supposed to do. So then they're like, can you go in and fix it? And people that are upset are less likely to start screaming at a bunch of women, working, digging, cleaning up, trying to make things look better or put band-aids on the big mistakes. We did another um, uh, retention pond. They did a bunch of work. So there were some trees that shouldn't have been cut down. So we re- did a replant. We were able to get some endangered species in. And so people were just, they're like, wow, I didn't realize you, oh, you guys did a great job. Like that kind of thing has happened. But these developers make a mess or things get feral and weeds are up to your eyeballs and they're like, hey, can you, that's a, the condo. Terrible. <laughs> it's just a mess. So we go in and people are upset, but for some odd reason, they calm down a little bit. Or if I've sliced a, uh, the cable before it was all through Wi-Fi, when they're watching the basketball playoffs, <laughs> <laughs> they want to punch you in the mouth and they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it seems to me that when I interviewed you in 2003, 
that you had, I think, 77 customers at that point. Um, if that's what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> what? How many customers are you up to now? Well, when we say regular grass cutting, regular maintenance, it's hundreds. And then, but some of them are massive. They're like plazas that you're there all day, not this quick lawns that you're cutting. What would be your uh, residential versus commercial breakdown, roughly? In maintenance? Mm, in regular maintenance, I would say we're probably, maybe it's 50-50 in the I spring, summer, say fall. 50-50. Yeah, maybe 50%. In the winter, it's... Bit different. What are the some of the ways that you uh, you market your your business? We don't have to anymore. No. Nope. Or what did you do in the beginning then? To... She came up with the best name ever. <laughs> there was a splash of pink, and no joke that sometimes we've got the logos on the trucks. I'm like, just take the logo off. I don't even want to answer the phone. My biggest problem the past three years is I literally have to hire somebody to answer the phone to say, sorry, we cannot get there. We get hundreds of inquiries and people, my biggest thing right now is we can't even call people back. We cannot call people back. We have a website. We have to do upgrades on the website and fix up and change some photos, but we really don't advertise. And if anything, and I'm not trying to be conceited, we, I could hire a hundred people, but I, then I can't control what they're doing or how they're doing it. So ideally I'd like a few more staff that are skilled that I can trust that have the same passion. How many people do you employ now? In the summer, 13. In the winter, tech, well, John's one of my not paid employees. <laughs> <laughs> P.S. He's my boyfriend. <laughs> um, but, and so, and then the, we have people that are on call for shoveling. We have people that are like subcontract from excavation and construction companies that we've made contacts through and even work we've done. Mm. Are, are you looking to scale up the, the business at all at this stage, or have you grown as far as you wish to for the time being? Physically, I don't know how how long. Like, if I think of an exit strategy, if I grow it too much, what do I do? It's a, and I would say our biggest challenge right now is finding the right people. And that's been just the past few, year, few years, it's been a little more difficult and I don't know if I'm coming out of touch with how things are or there is actually a shift in personality. And it used to be we would have these girls that are like, yes, I want to do this. Girl power. Like they were tough, tough, tough. And you'd say, you can't lift that. You can't do that. And they'd be like, oh, I'm going to show you. And I don't find that fire anymore as much. Every once in a while, I'll get we'll get a firecracker like a toughie that's ready to rock and prove us wrong. But sometimes, and I don't know if we're getting jaded, but like, we're older than you. You should be running faster than <laughs> yeah. us. A, there doesn't seem to be the same work ethic in younger people, maybe. They don't have the same passion. It's, I think, for me, I always think of it as it's their summer job, whereas for me, it's my, it's my career or... Mm -hmm. If, if I can call it a career, I'm passionate about it. I love it. I love to make Ellie happy. I love to make our customers happy. We have customers that we've had since we started. I love when they're pleased with what I do for them. I love that they write Ellie a letter and say, Teresa did a wonderful job at my house. It's rewarding to me. Whereas I find young people, 
don't necessarily care about the reward. They're waiting for their paycheck. Like it's, you know what I mean? It's a different mindset. They will stay, for example, while they're in university and they're getting their, I call it their big girl jobs. So all of these women, we've got PSWs, mothers, people that own their own gyms. They're, I mean, they've all, a lot of them, I go to their weddings. They, well, one married a military guy. She's in Sweden right now. That We've maintained friendships with them. Uh, one of them's a female firefighter. We've got a couple police officers. So this is not, this hasn't been their career, but this is definitely, and I'll get thank you letters years later. Thanks for teaching me how to be so tough. Thank, thanks for teaching me resilience. Thanks for teaching me work ethic. Um, it's too much work for me, but thank you. <laughs> the hours are too long, but thank you. So it is, it's unfortunately for us, we're not at the, the top where this isn't, people aren't comfortable. Women aren't comfortable to rest here. Often, unless they start their own business. We had another young lady start her own farm um, and canning job. Like, she's doing that sort of thing. But, uh, and we get, like, a lot of younger kids, like I say, while they're going through university, they work with us for the five or six years. And then some of them are teachers. So we're just, we're a stepping stepping stone stone to another job that has probably better uh, benefits, medical and dental plan. (laughs) Time off in the summers, scheduled holidays. But you have been a an important mentor to these people, nonetheless. I would say that definitely, and again, these women that were with us here, I'm, I'm friends, not just friends. Like they call me Dirty Mama now as I'm getting older. I'm not on the same <laughs> level. I'm not the same age as them. But the very first girl that ever worked for me called me this morning. She has three children. She's a registered nurse. She's like, hey, we're still, we definitely, I would say, yes. But we're, we mentor them and give them life skills. And I say, you know what, what you're doing right now, these things can take you. It's not about what we're doing right now. It's common sense. It's these decisions you're making and how you work through this and how you treat customers. Customer service doesn't ever stop, no matter whether you're cutting grass, serving coffee, what you're doing. Or being the customer. Yeah. How you behave, how you interact with other people. That's that's it's life skills that not just, yeah. yep. what kind of reaction do you get from others in the community uh yeah i mean a lot of the other landscapers are like oh dirty girl and they honk and they wave and they're like that's so cool way to go you guys work hard you see out there um with regards to i mean nobody's ever taken the time to write a letter some of the smaller guys out there working like flattered that this gentleman who was feeling ill he's like i i see you work i know how hard you work i'm flattered he thought of us to say can you help me out here i mean there's there's stuff people haven't said it to my face (laughs) they're like oh i heard you guys did this i'm like oh that's news to me (laughs) like i would say when we go to purchase equipment now when we go to buy bulk landscape products like from Connor Nurseries from some of the like the and even baseline we're never there's never really not anymore I mean London's a small big town does that make sense like it's a pretty big place but it's small like everybody kind of knows everybody so we kind of have our own little niche and I don't consider ourselves in competition with other people there's enough work for all of us to do so the other landscape guys I know, there'll be like seven guys that own businesses and me. I've been to their stags. I'm part of, this, part of the crew. Oh, she owns a landscape business. I just feel like we're even. We're all in this together. 
So when you founded this business uh, 20 years ago, did you ever think back then that uh, you'd be where you are today? I can honestly say when I started, I didn't look 20 years down the road thinking it was going to be this way. And sometimes like the day in and day out and your payments, and you're like, oh, here we go. And then it's almost like just the bills got, everything got bigger. The bills get bigger. Everything just gets bigger. It's all relative to scale. A woman was considering a, a career in landscaping. What, what advice would you give her? Lots of girls that come out and work for us. I tell them I would sooner them not try to overdo what they're doing, but to be able to endure the whole day, the whole week. You, do you know what I mean? Like, not to try and impress for five hours, but more be able to to complete the entire week of work to get through the whole season. Do you know what? Does that make sense? My advice would be, do what you're able to do to the best of your ability. I like people who pay attention to detail. My advice would be to be detail-orientated, to care about what you're doing. It's really a gratifying job if you love what you're doing. I don't know how you instruct people to, to do that, but I try to get people to pay attention to their detail, to not overwork themselves so that they're exhausted halfway through the day that we keep a good pace I don't know I guess that's the advice I would give just do what you're physically able to do and we go through the day together and come back and do it again I think too and I joke because again I don't just think of this as a landscaping grass cutting business I think of it, these are life skills and uh, I often say power, passion, and purpose. You've got to do things. It doesn't matter whether you're serving a cup of coffee or cutting grass or picking up dog poop. Like you have to, you have to like it and you have to do a good job because you're not going to feel good if you do a job that's half-assed. Passion. You have to have a bit of fire in you. And so, and it, so what if you don't do this for 20 years or you just do it for five? But while you're doing it, care about it. Yeah. Care not just about what you do, but the person you're providing the service for. And again, I say to these people, this is, we are providing a service so these clients that are 95 years old can stay in their home. We did a hundred year old this year. Yes. We did a ladies for her hundredth birthday. She wanted us to come in and clean up her property. Yeah. Good. Yeah. But if you... Wonderful lady. Yeah. Power, yeah, I'm petty. <laughs> power, passion, and But, and if you don't, if you're not proud of yourself when you're done something, you're not going to feel What's good. What's the point in doing it? So, yeah, I, that's my biggest thing. What would you say are the advantages of working with a staff of women as opposed to having men on board? The advantages to working with women. I would say... Some you don't get that sort of cockiness. Like the, they'll they'll have no problem asking for help. Oh, I can't lift this. But then me, I'm like, oh yes, you can. <laughs> but they're not afraid. Like they're not. They, I don't think they let their ego get in the way. Like they're really. Oh, I can. Oh, come here and help me. I do need this. help. Yeah. Yeah. They'll. I. I think they're more. They'll. They'll ask for help, and you do get and a, direction. Yeah. Whereas sometimes men feel they shouldn't ask. You don't get or that need to ask. Yeah. So I would say that's a benefit. Um, and some of the girls that have worked with us have been so super sweet to the clients and just like a bit of a softer edge. Not that they're soft, but 
just a little customers will be like, oh, that girl was so sweet. Thanks for sending her. And they're comfortable, like Teresa had mentioned earlier, they're comfortable with women around their property or, you know, they'll welcome you and you need to use a washroom. Here's a glass of water. Like they don't, they're not afraid. So it works out for the customer as well. Like they're comfortable having women there. And there is, there are other Dirty Girls Landscaping companies because I'll get emails from the States asking us, hey, uh, can you come to the grass? I'm like, I don't recognize that postal code. <laughs> I think you might have the wrong dirty girls. And then they're like, oh, sorry. I'm like, we still cut grass and do property maintenance, but it's a little far for me to do your driveway or cut your grass. I mean, we're based basically in London, Ontario, London in the area, more beautiful, one property at a time. What would you say has been the, the secret to your success then all these years? It's her personality <laughs> and her work ethic. It is. It's Ellie that is the success of the business. Oh. It is. I mean, Yay. I love my job and I love doing a good job regardless of what job it is. I love doing a good job for her and for our customers, but it's Ellie that sells this business. <laughs> Absolutely. hundred percent. I suspect that in, in this profession that, that anything a man can do, a woman can do just as well, perhaps even better. Would that be a, a fair assessment? See, and I don't want to act like a big feminist, or woo, all girl power. I would just say we're even, we're at, we're doing the same thing. However, we've had a number of times, even it was funny. We, I subcontracted a guy to move, redo a relocation for me and he showed up and I called the bot, his boss. I'm like, oh, he showed up, but he's only got a quarter tank of fuel. And he goes, why would he show up with that piece of equipment? So only a quarter tank. I said, well, he can't even move the snow. And he looked at me, he goes, well, when they said I was coming to work for Dirty Girls, I honestly didn't think it was going to be this much. <laughs> so that happened. And then, so some of these guys, they go on unemployment in the winter. And he was just looking to do some work. I said, well, can you, oh, I've got a whack of equipment. Can you come and do, we'll do, we have to do oil changes, sharpen the blades, service all the lawnmowers. And he gets here thinking it's going to be a couple hours of work. He goes, I was here for two weeks. <laughs> He goes, I had no, they just don't, they have no idea. Same thing. I went to go get my taxes done. So we called a guy, I was referred to a company and they gave me a quote over the phone and he's like, oh, dirty girls. And he kind of giggled and then he showed up. He goes, I'm sorry, the quote I gave you, I just assumed it was you and a lawnmower. I had, I had no idea. And then he goes, well, then I was upset because it was 10 times as much as they quoted me to get my taxes done. <laughs> but yeah, it was crazy. And then what else? I've had a couple little things. Just funny. And it's not disrespectful, really. It's just funny because people have a preconceived notion. Even some of my clients. We've got one. She moved in Delaware to another house. And she just came here to, I don't know whether she was snooping around my property or what happened. But she got in the shop and she's like, oh, I had no idea that you were in a relationship. I had no idea you had this much equipment. I had no idea. I'm like, well, because I make you feel like you're my only customer doesn't mean I don't have hundreds more <laughs> over there. <laughs> she was shocked. Then all of a sudden I got more expensive wine for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any, uh, among your commercial customers, um, are there any uh, fairly prominent ones that... Uh are worth mentioning oh yeah we've got a lot of we work for like manulife owns plazas like big commercial properties that we do work for like children's aid society terracourt property management auburn developments we work for a bunch of people and then the beauty of our residential clients is 
we'll often have girls like, how do they have so much money? And I'm like, sweetheart, these little poor people don't pay our bills. <laughs> it's these people with the big houses and the big properties <laughs> that need the help. That's who pay. That's who pays the bills. So yeah, we've got a lot of prominent London clients. We've also had some that are afraid to call us because of the name of our business. Now I have full-time staff going five, six, seven days a week. And probably even year round, even maybe with yeah. snow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We like in the winter you get on some of them go on unemployment and they're just on call so they get that deducted off because it isn't full time in the winter. Sometimes it's more than full time, but it's on call and it's not it's not predictable. It's unreliable work. But for us it's different for owners of the business it's different. But we're literally on call seven days a week, twenty-four hours a day. From November the 1st, even October, sometimes we've had snows yep. right up until the middle of April. So there's no no downtime. No sit You're <laughs> no working. Yeah. And this area, too, it can be Volatile. very nasty when, uh, oh, yeah. during the wintertime. Yep. So it's... Uh, yeah, no, it's... Uh, so it adding be... winter services was a, was a good move then on your part. Oh, yeah. we And we also have, like, we have two salters as well. So we do... Where we don't have a lot of snow right now, we're de-icing 25 times a month. We're out with two trucks, throwing down salt on walks and melting puddles. Like again, tonight we'll do a relocation and then they're calling chance of freezing rain. So we'll be out salting our commercial properties. We work for Remax, we work for Bell World. We have, like I say, big commercial properties and property management companies contact us regularly Hey, we have a 75 unit condo. Can you come look at it? We have tons of that stuff. We don't do some of them. We don't even, I don't even look at, but some of them it's crazy. We have the call and like, are you interested? A gentleman called it. He's like, it's a $250,000 install job. I'm like, Oh, (laughs) don't think I can pull that one off. (laughs) But yeah, no, that 550 trees was a big one. I herniated two discs. (laughs) Yeah, that was a hard job. That was a hard job. The post at the side of the trees that are hard. It was the posting. You have to lift a very heavy. Do you know a post? A post hole driver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The manual ones. Ooh. Yeah. The manual. That yeah. was so. So that's a thousand of those for five hundred trees. <laughs> Two on each tree. It was quite oh. a job. So you slept well those nights. Yes. <laughs> or in pain. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I will say that is a big. We have some clients in the subdivision that we planted. One of them, and. It's so awesome. Like now they're trimming the trees and because they're so big, they're big yeah, and they're beautiful. Cool. It's just when I drive through this, I have pride. I'm like, oh my gosh, we planted these trees. We did yeah. this. It's cool. Very cool. It is. I will say that just recently I found myself looking into um, a couple of leadership type seminars to try and learn how to motivate and encourage people to do this with that whole power, passion, and purpose, um, and just kind of trying to regroup and get, um, just get the energy and just, uh, like recharge the batteries to figure out, okay, so how are we going to make this work? And how do I teach people to care? Like I, we've had some days more at the end of the day, I'll have to send flowers to Teresa. I'm like, I'm sorry, there's only one of you. <laughs> we're just like, cause it's just, it's just hard. It's hard to have people work with you that aren't as passionate about it as you are. Mm-hmm. And like we have, like we have jobs where we're putting in a hundred yards of mulch, like dump trucks yeah. after dump trucks. It, and, and it's uh, repetitive. 
you know, like it's a long day. It's, and sod jobs where you're like, oh my. But when you stand back and look at it, if you take pride in it, it's really rewarding. Yeah. And your customers are like, wow, look what you did. They you're a garden it. angel. Like, yeah. They just, like, they love it. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know, maybe that's. I've got to figure out what it is. But it's some of our stuff has just happened where people are like, hey, do you do, you do this? And now we even cut grass for our sod, the people that we buy sod from, for their farm, not for their sod fields, but for their personal farms. They're like, oh, you do such a good job. Come cut our grass. So we cut the grass at where we, so it just kind of, it snowballs. Like, oh, I didn't know you guys did that. And then we rock up with a tractor, an excavator, a skid steer, a payloader. And they're like, what? <laughs> and on the back of the dump truck, they have equipment float. That's a big, it sounds funny, but, and some people, we get girls that think they're just going to get a tan and ride on a tractor. Plant flowers. Yeah. Some of them, I don't think they can plant flowers. And I'm like, no, no, honey, that's not the job. You got a couple years before you sit on this thing. <laughs> Actually, uh, Riley from Baseline Nurseries had, they were doing something at Fanshawe and they asked us, but then we had a snowstorm, so I couldn't go. Um, I have done some speaking at Oak Ridge High School back in the day, at Fanshawe College. Just, uh, it, again, it was entrepreneurial or women in business, that same sort of thing. And then what else have we done? We've had a couple people have asked, and then somebody said, well, if the landscaping doesn't work out for you, Ellie, stand-up comedy might be the next thing you might do. <laughs> <laughs> That was at my... I have great relationships with my mechanic now. He brings over Christmas baskets and... Maybe because I spent too much money there. Um, but yeah, you think it's quite funny. I don't send, I don't sit in the office. I do the work. I don't, well, I don't do all the work, but I'm, if we're doing an install job, I am there. I am a bit of a control freak, so I need to figure out how to get rid of some of that. But I You're very much hands-on then. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't. You don't want to get rid of too much of that. No. I love, and actually, I joke, I'm like, if it wasn't for like people, I'd have the best job ever. <laughs> being outside and I'm like I say I'm a bit of a freak about it I is being you know what it's like medicine for your soul it really is for me it's it's just I love getting lost in it I enjoy my job that's it I take pride in it I love it it brings to me something that I have another job that I do and that job does not bring me any of that <laughs> so I love my job that's it good Thank goodness she does. <laughs> <laughs> I have guys that own companies that don't hire women because they say, oh, the kid gets sick, mom's going to stay home. So I'm like, yeah, the kid gets sick, mom has to stay home. Years ago, we had a um, Frantic Films try and do a reality TV show. They followed us around. And I wouldn't let it go to film because it was just... As soon as the camera showed up, all the girls started wearing makeup. They were working out. They were they couldn't do the job. And everywhere we went, we'd go to the gym. Can you sign this waiver in case you show up on this TV show? Blah blah blah. I'd go to the gym. I kickboxed, and all the people in the gym had to sign these pieces of paper. And then it just changed. The dynamics changed, and they wanted to know. Oh, somebody cheated on somebody. They wanted to get into the personal lives of the girls. It was total chaos. I've never, and people went like animals. It was, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. People changed so fast when the camera was there. And I'm like, why are you wearing makeup? <laughs> I've got one girl, she showed up, she had all these freaking fake eyelashes and it's raining and one of them's hanging off. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. 
So you got to be true to yourself. But we, I, one lady, I remember one particular customer was like, oh, here, watch them rock in so late. And I'm like, yeah, but watch, we'll work till nine o'clock tonight. And yeah, wait till you see what I had to do before I got here today. Yeah. So that was a bit of a piss off. But, and then like we... We don't have the freedom, some of us, to get up at five and just walk out the door and shut the door. The whole, and I joke whether it be kids or cats or dogs or whatever, like that still falls on the woman of the house. We talked about this before. Somebody comes into your home, they're always like, oh, that's dirty. Why doesn't she clean the house? Yeah. Always. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't she clean the house? Yeah. So as, as much, as far as we've come, There is still stuff that's different for women than it is for men. In our next episode, we'll hear from a well-established one-woman landscaping operation, as well as from a young woman who became a golf superintendent at the tender age of 21.